Thank you very much, Marvel. We need to pause. 2016 is dead. 2017 is here. Dancing on its grave. You're feeling positive, Steenie? I'm feeling fairly upbeat about the end of the world. We need to ring the bells out. We need to shake the Christmas tree. We need to start on a positive note. Let's testify.
drum sound goes to Kenny Jones that's amazing welcome to the electric blanket happy new year everyone 2017 how are you feeling Steve yeah strangely it'll be I had a bit of a gloomy point just after the year I suddenly thought is this it is this Armageddon are we is this the final year of humanity and uh, well time will tell but we'll still have records right to the end kids right to the end <laughs> imagine that imagine that's the depressing thought isn't it it's the apocalypse it's the end of the world I'm thinking things can, can't get any better we'll tune in to the electric blanket yeah. and see what's going on that's a positive outlook isn't it well you started with a very positive tune there very upbeat was that, that was that's a minor Barnes minor Barnes and the interdenominal Summers and the interdenominal inter- interdenominational choir that's it and that's the it. album is called Now <laughs> just a great cover just a great cover I want the interdenominational choir now and uh, we followed that up with of course The Faces and that's their debut album and that's the first track first of their track debut, on the debut album. album I mean if that doesn't set the scene Bob for, Dylan tune isn't it yeah w- Wicked Messenger right mm. I'm feeling positive you know I'm, I'm thinking I'm listen to those two calls because I'm feeling really bloody positive. <laughs> 
really bloody positive. And uh, we've got some changes in the show this year. We're going to do something different. We need to switch it up. I think it's important that, that we change and change is good. Do we fear change? Yeah. We, we, it's all MP3 only now. <laughs> yeah. We're doing this lowest, yeah. lo- lowest bit rate, low, worst format. Um, files. It's already the worst format. Let's face it; it could, could get any worse. <laughs> we had it good, and now we just dropped we've, it. We're down. done with vinyl forever. No, we're not. No, we're not. All that, vinyl, it's all vinyl still. It will never. That will never change. So we got. Um, we got some sad news. We need to say goodbye to Steenie's metal memory. Bye. And we need to say we goodbye. Should say that. Bye. And we need to say goodbye to Mike's 45s. I think it's important we change. So, in their place, we've got two fantastic new. Uh, uh, what are they? Features. Things, features. Oh, you're going to love them. Elements. But it's pretty much out. The show's the same. You know, we're just waffling along in between tracks that we like, playing your tunes we think we need to hear, generally giving our opinions without any sort of backing or understanding about what we're talking about. And in trying, keeping with current trends. <laughs> just trying to deal with stuff. And look, I thought. 2000s I mean thank god they bubble wrapped David Attenborough right yeah but then it's a, it's a new year they, they need someone to kick off the deaths this year don't they <laughs> and George that was, that, was, that was a real shock oh, I have very fond memories of me and my best mate from home Kaney uh, bouncing on the bed listening to uh, the final like pretending that we were wham when we were like seven years old and that record and that came out that is the dark that is that is a very dark secret I've just let everyone in my secret pop past but when you were seven don't pretend that you were listening to bloody Godspeed you Black Emperor <laughs> so it, we've so all, it, it all happened we, we all had it Everyone, everyone tailors their history, don't they? Really, the reality is that you, you, if you've told anyone what you're actually listening to, they'd be like, "Really? Yeah, you like that tune?" But you know, you could, you could play play it cool and say, "Oh no, actually, at the time I was listening to Brian Eno's new album, it was jolly good." But uh, we've got to move. We've got to keep going, and um, I think it's important that we play some interesting music you might not have heard before. This band, uh, La Revolution de Emilio Zapata. Nice one. Like that. Yeah, that's pretty quick. Slick like that. 70s Mexican psych. You like this?
John Lucian with a cover of uh, Who Will Buy There From Oliver and before that we had a War With Beatles In The Bog and before that we had La Revolution De Emiliano Zapata and a track called Nasty Sex that's what it is that's what he says I'll tell you what I really like Nasty Sex <laughs> <laughs> stop 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 ready first gag of the year first, not even a gag is it, it really it's just it was, just, just what it that is was, that was really really good I, 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 it had shades of witch about it it did saying the, the similar vocal style where, where, they're, from, they're, they're Mexican is that right they are Mexican yeah that's why the production's they're sl- from Zaire so I think it's that uh, kind of garagey thing once so, you get um, together you know Africa you, South America you quite you? quite near depending on how big or small your atlas is we're all quite near really aren't we yeah. Yeah, in, in galactic terms, so now, listen. very close. <laughs> listen, listen everyone. We've got some news. <laughs> Someone's gonna be a dad. <laughs> Is that meant to prepare me for that? <laughs> Sorry, man. It's all coming. Yeah, go on then. Well, we've known about this for ages. Um, just haven't mentioned it on the show because it's not really pertinent to the music. But yeah, I am going to be a dad fairly, fairly soon. 2017 is off to a good start. Well, it is off to a good start. Um, basically, um, John Connor has arrived. That's what the boy's going to be called. So. Wilbur. 
I want to call him John Connor. John Connor Steen. In face of the in, uh, coming apocalypse. Oh, that's a positive start to the year. I've always thought you'd yeah. bring a certain sense of positivity to the proceedings. So your son's going to be born into the I world as that. the saviour. I want to call him John Connor or Snake Pliskin. <laughs> <laughs> well, look, man, I mean, you know, congratulations. You know, fantastic. Thanks. All of the listeners, that's both of our mums and maybe a, a mate of mine. Uh, I told you before, my mum doesn't listen to this show. Well, that's no, just down the listener. She thinks it's just noise that we listen to on this that we play it's good noise yeah but it's just noise to her just she wants us to play some Andre Rieu who's that that fiddle playing guy from the Netherlands he does all the classical thing yeah yeah every Christmas I get to watch his latest DVD it's a real treat <laughs> well look you know what we want to hear is updates baby's first song baby's first dance all of that sort of thing you know how it's affected your life are you happier what's going on are you you know getting sleep all those kind of boring things that people that don't people have people don't want to know about that they, they want to listen to psychedelic they music they and freak out actually. again that's true, let, let, let us never speak of it again until the day comes where we call on your son to save the whole universe right oh just to take over the show because I'm too senile <laughs> or drunk what are we listening to next Oh, it's girls.
Sonic Youth and my friend Goo off the album Goo uh, we're looking at that actually that's 1990 that's crazy eh that's a, a long time ago that's a lot of t-shirts they've sold off the back of that record yeah oh, well, they probably haven't there's a lot of t-shirts that Urban Outfitters have sold you want to get into Sonic Youth um, and I understand that they might be uh, maybe perceived as a difficult band to get into but I don't think um, that's necessarily right but I think if you want to get into an album and, and pick one of those first to go Goo is is fairly representative I think all round of, of what you're going to get it's just it's a, it's a classic album it's pretty seminal the cover the identity the sound you know everything that goes with it and before that we had Vomit <laughs> by White Girls Girls Christopher Owens um, yeah really cool I think the San Francisco based band that came out about four or five years ago that record five years ago <laughs> Um, yeah, time and time, time, I know, it's crazy, time, isn't it? time, time. And um, yeah, it's, that, that's uh, a kitchen sink sort of production with the gospel singing at the end and everything like that. And, Mate, uh, that's that's like a sledgehammer in a kitchen sink. That drum sounds awesome. That's uh, that's really works. That's good. Yeah, it's, a, it's a nice package you get if you can get that on vinyl. So you get one black and one white vinyl. Uh, Some of everything. Bit so, unity there. Yeah, ying. You get ying and yang. Side ying, side yeah. yang. Who are they? I think it's time for the new feature. Certainly do. <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, I was enjoying that. I was getting my samba on. Yeah, you're the only one. So, what's this about then? <laughs> well, this is uh, well. Apparently, this is my new slot where I tell people about an album that they should have in their collection uh, in a very uh, prescriptive way, which is kind of at odds with the way I approach music. But then it's not because quite often I find myself at about at closing time hammering on a pub table with my finger, telling everyone this is the best album ever. So that's a good. We maybe maybe so, that's what we should call it: the best album in the world ever. But then that is a very shoddy series of records that were produced in the uh, in the nineties <laughs> to promote some poor indie. Mate, it's all over to you now. So what we got? Where we going? Well, we've gone for a right old granddad's old farts choice. First off, basically, the, um, if you ever speak to anybody who's a bit serious about music, about bands who are very serious and that people should like. And they, it always comes back to a few different bands, I and mean, this is one of those bands. So I am being a bit of a tedious old man here, but this album I come back to again and again and again and again, and it is absolutely fantastic. So um, it's a mostly um, Canadian band with, I think, one exception. I think uh, he's an American in there, but uh, it was the band that were that. Uh, were brought to the people's attention by Bob Dylan uh, as when they were the Hawks and then they parted ways with Bob and uh, became the band because they were the band and I think if any band does does justice to being called the band it's the band because they are basically a band who could play anything and they covered a lot of styles and a lot of very boring things have been said about the band by some very boring men with beards like myself 
and it doesn't do justice I think we just need to listen so um, this is off the second band album so what album is this called man? it's called The Band I don't have it you know it's it's got a really pleasing brown sleeve it's got a very nice texture to it as well there's a few records that have this lovely textured card sleeve um, Blue by Johnny Mitchell's another one and Harvest by Neil Young there's quite a few albums that are in the albums you should listen to category yeah. Yeah, that have this textured card sleeve that's really sort of very um, pleasing very pleasing very tactile kind of sleeve and um, and it's, yeah, it's got that little sepia kind of photograph. It's not really sepia, black and white photograph of them on the front. Um, I must admit, it looks scowling. like one of those albums you pass. Uh, you know, when you I don't know if you like you, you diggers or you, you collectors or whatever it is, but you go into a record shop and nine times out, well, a lot of the time you don't know the artist, but you see a record cover and you think no, that looks interesting. That's one you pass on. It, it doesn't look like one that you go past and go that looks intriguing. Do you know what I mean? I mean, it, I'm it's intrigued. They just look, they look knocked off. They're all very scowly on that photograph. Yeah. Anyway, you just have to listen and judge yourself. This one is Jawbone, which is about a career criminal who is utterly unrepentant and he doesn't care. So here we go. <laughs>
Yeah, that's what I call music, volume 70,000. That's good. Who was that? That was Monotonics, uh, Israeli trio from a few years back. Best live band I've ever seen. Oh, yeah. And that's a bold statement. <laughs> um, but I, I played, we, my band supported them, or a band I was playing with supported them at Moles in Bath in like 2009 I think or 2010 so that's um, yeah I was going to say that's a 2008 record so that's, mm. that's a hell of a thing but again production sounds like it could have come from the 60s it's kind of just got it's just raw enough and just on the edge enough to have uh, well they um, they were an intriguing bunch of guys they, they hit the stage they didn't really hit the stage they hit the audience they moved the drums into the audience and then moved the kit around I can't even explain what happened basically chaos ensued with this band and they were mental. There's only three of them. There's a guitarist, a bassist, and, a, and uh, no, a guitarist, a drummer, and a singer. No bass player. And um, they just ran riot. Um, I've seen videos of them where they end up in the street and things, but this one they managed to keep it in the club just. <laughs> but it was insane. It yeah. was so in, and they'd they'd driven from some ridiculous part of Europe to get to Bath to play this show. And they hadn't had a bath. They all smelled terrible. And the drummer was just wearing a pair of really small, tight women's shorts that had like <laughs> on the on the ass. They had some like little slogan written, you know, like those. Why were you looking at his ass? Well, because he couldn't escape it. He was wearing these what tiny. You couldn't escape his ass. He was wearing these tiny, <laughs> tiny shorts, like pink shorts with like honey bun or something <laughs> across the back. And they they were just absolutely so you, you, incredible band. They were all like you, long hair. The most incredible gig ever seems to centre around you looking at a bloke's ass with honey bun. Yeah, let's just, let's just, that is that a, the measure of your gig? No. Is music now so irrelevant to you? Does a band stay on well, stage? Well, musically, musically, they kept it together so impressively, considering that at one point they had members of the audience holding bits of the drum kit up for them while the drummer was playing on them. And then, yeah, it was it was absolute chaos. At one point, the singer was riding on the bass drum while he was being carried aloft by members of the audience while they were still playing, and it sounded like a band was playing. It wasn't. It was. It's unless you were there. It wasn't gimmick. Yeah, yeah. Unless you were. You weren't there, man. You weren't there, man. You, you weren't there, know. man. Yeah. And before that, um, Echo the Bunny Man with the Killing Moon. Um, yeah, that track had a second lease of life because it was on the Donnie Darko soundtrack. And again, that's just. They're good, they're good, that's a good album, that. They're one of the best bands ever to be, have a drum machine in their name, isn't it? Echo is the drum machine. Is that right? Echo of the Bunnymen, like is 808 right? States, see also 808 State, and uh, Ginger Baker's uh, Jazz Confusion. He's a bit of a drum machine, isn't he? And before that, um, <laughs> we had Steenie's Meanderings on an album that you need to hear. Um, yeah, the band. Obviously, I think the way to get in the band, if, if you if you want an easy one, um, Last Waltz. Yeah, Scorsese uh, directed a film, Last Waltz. The band famously split up and, and never got back together again. And that's good. That, that's right. You know, what what seems to irk me these days is anyone of a band that had some success or not even success finds himself either out of pocket or just needing attention, and they get back together again under this guise of we're doing it one last time no you're not you're not doing it one last time you're poor or you need money or your ego's so deflated that you need to get on stage and feel loved again you're not going to sound like you were the first time it's a gimmick Let, name me a band Whoa. who's got back together Whoa, who that's a brand, is it? That's not a what it was well, the so, band are never going to get back together because only actually two of them still alive. Well, they no, I was going to say good. Sorry, I'm not not good. But <laughs> name a band that's got back together who has been as good as the first time they were together. 
I couldn't say that because I wasn't around when you know it's it's hard. you can't say that like watching certain bands it, the time's gone though the thing the is the thing that makes a band gone, good I've seen quite a few good heritage bands what you would call heritage bands and, ah, and yeah. thought they were really still it's, it's, it's I've seen bucket quite list, a, isn't it? a number I've seen a few bands where uh, John Fogerty, for instance, from Credence. You know, the people who still have it. But that's not the Creed. That's not Credence getting together. Well, that's, that's a different him. thing, isn't it? I think so much of a band is involved within the time, the energy. I hate saying that, but it's true. What's going on? The people. The it's, they're so engraced in that time that when they get back together, it's never going to be the same. I hope. I pray the Smiths never form reform ever. Right. Um, I think we need to take it down, off, left, a couple of notches.
Crabby Appleton, that is their name, Crabby Appleton. Crabby Appleton. Uh, with Go Back. Good album, that, Crabby Appleton. I like that. It's, um, yeah, it's, it's like a just really well crafted pop songs, but better than pop, slightly melancholic. It's like when recorded. Pop with uh, heavy guitars and. What's not to like? Oh, yeah, it's brilliant. It's, like, it's it. like the best recipe in the world. And before that, woo! Well, that was Egyptian Tomb by Mighty Baby, who. We, we had a thwarted attempt to play that song previously. No, we it, didn't. No, we did because Steenie I. Steenie will turn up with these albums, right? And they say, like, listen, it's a live album. And like, Steenie, the track's like 15 minutes long. You yeah. Know. And also, it was recorded on like a Revox that was stuffed down someone's pants or something. It's like really bad. <laughs> like, the really? Mic- really? Pants again? Were they, pants. What? Yeah, so yeah. It's another uh, arse themed. <laughs> Recorded by Honey Bun. That's never your record label. That was a yeah. So this was actually the definitive um, version uh, off of the the eponymous 
album Mighty Baby 1969 Martin Stone another 2016 casualty the guitarist on that record well that's um, that's incredible man I'm uh, definitely going to check that out Mighty yeah, Baby gu- guitar player and um, antique book dealer no less there you go you don't, have to, you don't often hear that in a resume <laughs> no <there's>, no <laughs> Or on any show that people listen to. And before that, uh, the Shangri-Las, remember Remember Walking in the Sand. Walking in the Sand. That is, that tune is just, they they just caught that melancholic vibe. So, I mean, it's just like, wow. It's like a wash of emotion. Right, it's it's time for our second um, feature. James's 90s Fair no expense on jingles on this show. None, none at all. Um, so we dropped Steenie's Metal Memory and we dropped Mike's 45s because I think, you know, once a year it's, it's good to change things up and, you know, we, we're going we're gonna to run out of metal memories at some point and it's just going to We'll be... never run out of metal memories. <laughs> Plenty of time to make new ones. There will be some metal on the show still. So I was thinking... Um, it's just not very memorable. God knows I'm shy and I don't talk enough, so what better than a feature where I can just talk about something. So the whole idea about this is is uh, is my 90s memory, and um, I'm going to work my way through the 90s, a year at a time, or songs that sort of you know mean a lot to me or sort of sum up where I was. So this first year that we're going to dive into is the start of the 90s, ni- 1990, and uh, that's usually when I start, isn't it? I thought 1989 was um, the first year that... It's really easy, you know, if you talk, I, I think the 90s were some of the richest period of music we've ever had, ever. And I could I could wax on about it for ages, but I'm not going to. But I think the thing about this that I was thinking about putting together 12 tracks is it's easy to do a cool list. It's really easy to look at each year and think, oh, that, that's great, that's great. And if you're looking at 1990, just as a, an idea about it, you've got People's Instinctive Travels, Tribe Called Quest, Bossa Nova, The Pixies, Goo, Sonic Youth, America KKK's Most Wanted, Ice Cube, you know, Pills, Reels and Belly Aches, Sex Packets, Digital Underground, any one of those albums I could have picked and said, yeah, I was listening to that at the time. But I wasn't. But this next album, I grew up in a little village uh, in, in the middle of the Hampshire countryside and I didn't know a lot about the world. Really. You, you're kind of protected and that sort of thing. But um, strangely enough, at the age of 13, 14, I knew who Huey P. Newton was. I knew who Martin Luther King was, who Malcolm X was. I knew Louis Farrakhan. I didn't know... Personally. <laughs> well, it's true, man. I mean... I didn't know anything about these people. I didn't know about the black struggle in America. I'd never really listened to music that was so damn funky with such a message that it, it just goes into your head. And and years later, you start, you know, the internet or you just you get out into the wide world and you start looking at things. I mean, the album in question is uh, Public Enemy, Fear of a Black Planet, which I... I think it was a very real concern in Hampshire in the 1990s. <laughs> but yes, that's the thing, isn't it? You protect... Suddenly, your whole life... I mean, when I was 13, 14, I'm like, I'm like a sponge anyway. You, you know, most people listen to music are. They take in amazing stuff and they, they sort of digest it and pass it on to other people. But you... Certain genres just weren't... You weren't getting them in, you know. We had sort of the Street Sounds Electro. They came through, but... This was this was something different. This was a guy preaching. I'd never heard music that was preached to you. Just really in your face, bang, bang, bang. This is bad. I'm going to tell you why. This is what you need to do. This. Well, I was just reading the lyrics on this the other day. Where is this? Uh, uh, 
brothers that try to work it out, they get mad. They revolt, revise, realise they're super bad. Small chance of smart brother's going to be a victim of his own circumstance. Sabotage, shell-shocked, rocked and ruled, day in the life of a fool. That's not normal. That's not some rapper talking about money, girls. And that's what's wrong with music today. The message is gone. I mean, Jesus. Who's talking about... I mean, this is... Come on, the soapbox is out. Point being, I was a 13-year-old kid and I was in... uh, Someone passed me this album and to this day, it's affected me like not many other albums has. I'm going to play the start of this, the first two tracks, because it's just some of the most... It's one of the most perfect beginnings of an album I can ever think of. This is Public Enemy, Fear of a Black Planet... And this is me when I was 13. Shouldn't be a mystery, our story's real history, not this story. We're going to work 
house yeah. for one day. The brothers gonna work it out.
Fresh off the, fresh off the '78. When was that? 1939. Yeah. Brilliant, I like it. Delta Rhythm Boys. That guy's voice was so bassy, it actually made things rattle <laughs> <laughs> through the speakers. <laughs> <laughs> Them bones. 
Sounds like an alcoholic on the street. And bones, and bones. That's what I thought I was been aiming for vocally. And before that, um, R. Dean Taylor. Yes, there's a ghost in my house. I can't believe we've. It's one of those ones that we've made it this far without playing it. That's you another know. party favourite. That's a great tune. That's a great it's tune. Another, it's like it's like woman to woman Joe Cocker, which we played a few months ago Steen party favourites a lot of mates of mine have said yeah God, I can't believe you played woman woman and woman yeah but because they couldn't believe because it's so amazing that's it yeah <laughs> before that I know I was going on about it but um, you, uh, were, you were preaching the blues a bit well because it's a preachy album um, Chuck D said we wanted to create a new sound out of the assemblage of sounds we've made our own identity especially in the first five years we knew we were making records that will stand the test of time when we made A Nation of Millions we were shooting to make What's Going On when we made Fear of a Black Planet I was shooting for Sgt Peppers and it's just like yeah can't say fairer than that now then where are we going uh, we're going modernish. ish you still feeling positive yeah this is a very positive record about to come up yeah. Very, very positive. You'll feel the positive vibes streaming from it. Where are we going then? What's this? Uh, this is Rosie Plain.
she's so sweet. What? I could tell you. If she is your she had. That is why. Nice. They call me madman mad. For if her eyes start becoming sleepy and sexy. When we watching Vex. My advice to you. But if she smile with dimples on her cheek And she laugh and she have open teeth <laughs> Don't let she get away That is a bag of sugar down there Yes! <laughs> Just like two flat eggs, yes. I'll give her any money. Long as she have two duck foot and two bandy legs. That is why they call me mm. Madman Mad. <laughs> My name yeah. is Madman Mad. Yes. Now you know. Any more questions? You couldn't get away with making that record now, could you? We are—we don't support those views on the show. Um, the song is called "The Judge," and he is a judge because he judges women in <laughs> in a very sexist way. Yeah, he can't, he can't, he can't really be defended. This judge, can he? Only for his beeline. Judge sex, judge sexist. Judge, <laughs> judge misogynist. Yeah. <laughs> so that was uh, an album. What's that, Steve? Tell us who is that. Well, it's, the album's called Brixton Cat. And there's a great shot of Brixton um, um, railway arches there, and there's a woman sort of stood there posing at the front of it. Great. What year is that? Sixty-nine. Uh, yeah. Um, and that was Joe's All Stars, which is Joe Mansano, who's um, sort of a keyboard player, I think. And then the, the trombone on that is Rico Rodriguez, who, after the death of Don hey. Drummond, is now considered to be capital letters the greatest. Yeah, Rico Rodriguez. Yeah, absolutely mm. on trombone, right? Yeah. Yeah. What a legend. Yeah. And. Uh, it is a great sleeve. I was given this by old Wally, the guy I bought my uh, <laughs> Technics. Oh, I bought him an amp of him. He was my parents' next door neighbour, and he gave me a lot of his old records. And this is in it. I can't imagine old Wally skank into that to be honest. XREF with his with his wax moustache. <laughs> it's tweed. <laughs> <laughs> well, there you go. Um, before that, uh, there's a group called AB Sky with uh, tracking shoes. Just a nice sort of groove, that nice bluesy groove. And um, before that, uh, who was that? I've forgotten where, going back. Where do we listen to Rosie playing? Oh, of course, yeah. Sorry, oh, your memory, man. I tell you, 2017. It's not doing too well. Much it's for the year, it's the year of the uh, of where I basically break down. Every all my faculties are just going to disappear. I'm just going to be by the end of it in the in a bath chair. <laughs> wheeled around but yeah that's Rosie 
um, uh, Winchester Rosie um, we oh Winchester friend. Rosie yeah she's, yeah, she's from, and, uh, and Kate Stables on that record and Rachel Dad as well so it's like loads of them all singing on that but that's Rosie's record um, the song actually and, um, it's good that really nice recording it's a really 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 cool record very very good album all around it's lovely speaking of good me and Steenie were talking through it we, 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 tend, we tend to be powered by beer when we do these podcasts I can't lie to you kids we like it. It relaxes, keeps us, you know, gets us through it. And we were, there's, there's an amazing beer like reference. You, you were, you were on a rant before. It made you all g'd up. <laughs> g'd up. You're you, such you, an old man. You got your, you got your dander up. You were like. Um... <laughs> got any more northern words that Southerners have never heard? We've got my dander up. You got your dander up. You were like you were the co- the cock of the walk. Then you were just <laughs> dishing out. Dishing, <laughs> dishing out your opinions on Public Enemy. You actually were, you, you were, well, you were rivaling Chuck D for a second there. You were like James Chuck D. Chuck D's a preacher. James C. Oh yeah, someone else got to tell you about. Um, so if if you listen to the show, which you probably are, and if you made it to this end, then you you know you're you're devoted. We love you. Thank you very much. Welcome to our listeners in Germany. Fantastic, by the way. Willkommen. Willkommen. Um, we're on Spotify. If you put in the electric blanket, all one word, then um, we set up uh, not only the best of our last year tracks. So we ended up. Oh, that was a hard. That was a hard decision. We had ten shows initially last year, and we picked three tracks off each show. So we ended up with. 30 tracks and so we compiled them all into a playlist for you but on top of that we've got two uh, electric blanket introducings this is where we will pick an artist and sort of give you our 10 introductory tracks or tracks you need to hear now it's a hard one isn't it really because if you think of an artist you've got to try and pick well I need some classics in there and some ones you don't we've started with uh, Tim Buckley last year and now we've added number two he'd be introducing uh, PJ Harvey so again varied career but we picked 10 tracks on there so those two playlists follow us if you want to listen to if you want to if you don't don't now we're coming up to the end of the show and we haven't played any st- well we have played Stones now I guess we played Keith didn't we um, yes we did we played Keith at the Christmas show Run Rudolph Run I don't I do remember that you see I'm not completely senile <laughs> don't remember much own. after that though um, and I'm not going to play the Stones now but I'm going to play a cover of the oh. Stones I'm going to play a cover you're going to like this
just looking for a kiss Just looking for a kiss. That's uh, from David Johansson to you. That's Morrissey's favourite band, isn't it? Yeah, he was the president of the New York Dolls fan club, wasn't he? He was. Some factual trivia. You've been um, before that. We had uh, Mr. Freddie King. Yeah, we did. Uh, with the most amazing sax sound on that record. I mean, he's a guitarist and he did the solos and all and sang, but the sax still a show on that tune, I think. It's a really loud and obnoxious sax sound, which uh, I think if you're going to play the saxophone, then loud and obnoxious should be your goals. <laughs> Steenie's so holding off playing a version of the stumble, we're, we're going to get it into the show this year. Then. Well, Freddie King made that famous, uh, but there's a version of that which is so disgusting that needs to be played at some point. So we're saving that. That's, that's been saved. And before that, um, <laughs> I had to do it. You know, that's uh, Ananda Shankar's version of a Jumping Jack Flash. It's good, that. I like it. I think it's... I uh, like it. I, th- I think it's a valid piece of music in its own right. You've been listening to The Electric Blanket. Um, first show of the year. We're feeling positive. I'm, I hope you are too. Um, we're going to end this show now on something that's against him. He's been dying to play. He pulls up, he, he'll come up with a bag of records and, and sometimes he'll pull a tune out and it's like, like I say, 12, 15 minutes long. But it's the end of the show, so you can have this one, man. Thanks very much. Happy New Year, everybody. Happy New Year. Um, and a big welcome to 2017 uh, I'm riding in on 27 on the back of uh, the Siberian Catru whatever the hell that is into 2017 so here we go what we're we listening to yes what's the album close to the edge does it rock of course it does see you next time Bye.